Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 68 of A Yank on the Footy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm thrilled that you're with me for this episode. I'm recording this episode on December the 29th of 2020, and this is the one-year anniversary of my podcast. I began and actually released my first episode December the 29th of 2019, and this is episode number 68, so I've actually had several more than a uh, an episode a week during the course of the uh, the year, and I am thrilled that I'm still here doing it. I'm thrilled that you're still listening. I truly appreciate that. So glad that you're here. You may have noticed I uh, have opened up with some new music at the beginning of the uh, podcast. I... Uh, Decided moving into year number two that I was going to go ahead and uh, change up the music a little bit. So the intro and the outro music are both a couple of pieces that I put together on the uh, GarageBand app. You'll have to let me know what you think. My daughter was not a big fan of either one of them, but uh, hey, she just uh, she just turned 20 and we have slightly divergent taste in music. So, but thrilled to be here. So glad that you're listening and uh, I, I have to tell you, I'm so excited to be doing this episode because I never thought that I would get this far with it. And again, in the great grand scheme of things, it's only one year, so I haven't made it that far. But it is, it's something that I did not think was going to likely happen. And quite frankly, when I began the podcast a year ago, I was going to be amazed if anybody listened, truthfully. I, I really thought this was going to be a situation where Maybe a couple family members would tune in. Well, I was sort of right. One family member has tuned in. I know my mom listened to an episode or two here or there, and I thought she would be the only one, and I would hear from her, oh, isn't that nice here on the radio? But I think she's actually the only person in the family that has listened to the podcast because I've not yet been able to convince anybody in uh, in my family to check out the game itself, although my, my son has developed maybe a little bit of an interest. Uh... If you happen to run into him, and I can't tell you where he is, but uh, tell him he should check out the game because it, it's a fantastic sport. We did watch, uh, as I mentioned in a previous episode, uh, we did sit down over the Thanksgiving break here in the U.S. and watch the 1989 Grand Final, which you know shocked me as somebody who's only been following the game for five years. I was amazed by what transpired at the outset of that game. Uh, you know, with uh, what happened, Dermot Brereton, and it just it was just a, a brutal contest, absolutely brutal. But you know, I I wanted to dive in and uh, touch on a couple of stories that have transpired over the last couple of weeks. But I really wanted to spend some of the time of this episode just kind of looking back at what's gone on over the last year and and thanking you all of you for for tuning in. And for checking out the podcast. And again, you know, hopefully you'll you'll share a link of the podcast with your friends and family. I would truly appreciate it. That would be fantastic if you would, because there are some great stories, some great interviews that are out there. Now, the, the week-to-week episodes of, hey, here's what's going to happen in week 14 of the season, and here are my predictions, those might be a little bit dated. But maybe you want to go back and listen to those and see how I how I did. Uh, what my thought process was on how I picked games, but there are a bunch of fantastic interviews, at least in my opinion, 
or at least with some fantastic guests anyway. Maybe they weren't the best of interviews. I'm trying to improve at that. But, uh, you know, going all the way back to my first interview with Chris Hickey way back in January of last year, when, quite frankly, I was still figuring out what the heck I was doing with regards to actually conducting an interview. And we had had a number of issues with the the app that I was recording the interview with. It had dumped the call. Um, we had some phone issues as well. We finally got that resolved and were able to conduct the interview. And that was way back in episodes three and five because I did an interview in I did an interview in between uh, for a a group here in the states associated with the USAFL that were doing a uh, a fundraiser to do uh, fire relief in Australia as the wildfires were raging throughout the country. But you know, going back to Chris Hickey, who was a uh, a relative of Reg Hickey and Melissa Hickey. Uh, as my my first interview to Fro Jernhardt, who does a Stray Dog Footy podcast, you know who I've spoken to a number of times. To to Rick Shibani, who plays for the you know the Los Angeles Footy Club, I've spoken to, to Rick a number of times. To the you know the countless podcast hosts that I've talked to, whether it's Kick to Kick or the Blue Abroad or the Where Do We Begin podcast or the the Hawks podcast host that I talked to just recently. Uh, you remember that one from a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about green shoots? I really like that, I, that idea, that phrase, though. I can't thank them enough for, for coming on. And I still, I still look back at this. You know, I, I had the, the absolute pleasure of talking to, to me, one of the most delightful people that I've ever spoken to, being Danny Marshall, who plays for the Bulldogs AFLW club, the first American to play in the AFLW. What an absolutely wonderful human being. So looking forward to seeing her success going into the the year coming up here in about a month, actually, as the season gets going. Wish her nothing but the best. It was absolutely a pleasure to talk to her. It was it was great to talk to Cam Richardson, who I don't want to say discovered her, but discovered her, if you will, had made the suggestion that maybe she should check out possibly playing in Australia, that she had that skill set. That was fantastic that happened. And, you know, somebody like Nathan Chapman, who is helping to revolutionize American football by populating rosters with Australian athletes across the country and, you know, across NCAA and across professional football. I think we are a decade away from probably seeing every punter in the NFL and darn near every punter in college football being an Australian punter. They have come in and revolutionized the game and changed the kicking game here in the United States in, in gridiron football. And it's been fantastic. You know, and, and I, I would be remiss if I did not mention what I think was, was my favorite interview that I did all year. Now I had a bunch that I, I laughed my head off, you know, talking to Gavin Ingham and talking to the, you know, the guys that uh, do the junk time podcast. Absolutely hilarious. Very funny gentlemen, truly enjoyed spending time with them. Hope to talk to them again in the future. I really, in my own opinion, I'm most proud of the interview that I did with Ricky Nixon. I've mentioned this in other podcasts and other episodes since it took place. I sent a note to Mr. Nixon online and I asked if he would be interested in, in possibly coming on as a guest. And he was a little reluctant to do so. 
And those of you who are listening, the overwhelming majority of you have seen interviews with with Mr. Nixon covering a lot of the same topics. And I I thought to myself, you know what? I don't want to go that direction. I, I'm trying to put a, a, not necessarily a positive spin, but I'm trying to talk about things in a positive aspect, trying to, trying to promote the game, you know, trying not to, well, I guess, quite frankly, not alienate myself from guests that I would have on the podcast. So I went about trying to dig into things about Mr. Nixon and his life, positive things that had gone on to promote some of the good things. And, and I was thrilled with the result of it. I think he was as well. I think he was pleased with the way that it had gone. And I've not reached out to him again. I'm, I'm hoping to do so in the near future. And maybe he can uh, guide me in the direction of possibly a, uh, another interview here or there. But the conversation that he and I had off the air was, to me, what I'm most proud of. And I'm not going to say what it was, but to me, that's what I'm most proud of as far as what has gone on in the first year that I've done this podcast. It has been an absolute joy. It's been an absolute delight. But like I said, I am, I'm just so thrilled to have had the opportunity to talk to some of these people and I'm looking at trying to grow this going forward. So, you know, if you know somebody who's involved in the game, if you are somebody who yourself has been involved with the game, I would love to speak with you. I would absolutely love to talk with you going forward. So by all means, you know, shoot me an email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You know, shoot me an email, uh, shoot me a message on Twitter at yank underscore on or to yank on the footy on Instagram or on Facebook. In the show notes, as you'll see for this episode, there's also a link to the mailing list if you want to sign up so you get the episodes released to you as soon as they come out. Yeah, I've got about 30 people that are on that list right now, so as soon as an episode gets released, I send it to them before it goes to any social media. And... They've, they've made the decision to say, yep, we'd like to have it first. Now, I would love to add you to that list. There's like three or four questions on there. It's asking for your email, your name, who, what club you support. If there's anything that you think that I should address uh, in an episode coming up, that type of thing. Those are the, those are the types of information that you're going to find on there. It's like three or four questions. That's the whole thing. And I'm not, I'm not selling that information to anybody else. I wouldn't know how to do that to begin with either, but... It's just a little uh, list that I have together on Google, on a Google Doc, and then I go ahead and plug those names in when a new episode comes out. So if you'd love to sign up for it, I'd love to get you on the list. Like I said, there's about 30 names that are on there right now. I'll check it again to see if there's any updates uh, this week before I put out this new episode. So if you want to get on there for the next episode, by all means, please go ahead and sign up on there. You know, and I... A couple of things I wanted to get into in the news, and I'm sure I'm going to be moving back and forth between the, the anniversary stuff. And, and I, I didn't want to go and, you know, play clips of interviews or things of that nature, you know, because those would be great encouragements to get you to go listen. But I strongly encourage you to check out, you know, interviews that I've done. I, I strongly encourage you to check out the, the, the Ricky Nixon interview. I would love it if you go back and listen to the first episode to figure out how it is that I fell in love with this game and how I came to, to support this game because that's the one that I recorded for the first time I recorded it back in October of last year. And I think I actually recorded that episode 
two or three times before I decided, okay, this is kind of what I want it to sound like. And it doesn't sound great. I'll be honest with you. I'm hoping that it, you know, it has improved, that the sound quality has improved. I have not updated any of my gear since uh, the outset. I'm hoping to do that. I've got a few things in mind that I want to uh, incorporate into the podcast. But that takes me generating a little bit of revenue. You know, I do not have a Patreon or a sponsor page or anything of that nature. But what I do have, and the link is in the show notes, is I did open up a store page that it offers a handful of different items with the three different uh, logos from the podcast, if you are at all interested. And that's on Redbubble. And you can find that at a, yank, at a yank on the footy. Like I said, there's a link in the show notes. If you're interested in checking that out, I'd love for you to support the show because that's going to, anything that comes out of that is going to get turned right back into the podcast to update equipment, to pay for subscriptions, things of that nature uh, for actually running the podcast. Cause I have my, my hosting fees for the uh, pod being the, app that I use is coming up here very shortly. So I'm going to be renewing that very soon. I did not renew my recording software at this point in time. I found another avenue to use in the interim that I, that I like, I enjoy the way that it's going right now. And I'm going to continue using that until that avenue closes down for me, which could in, in the near future. But at this point in time, that's what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to continue using that one. But you know, I, I strongly, as I'd mentioned to you before, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to an interview or two that I've done. You know, check out the interview that I did with uh, Terry Degani, uh, who does the Blue Abroad podcast and the YouTube channel. Fascinating interview. This young man is an attorney. And I actually reached out and I spoke to his sister online and gathered some information from her to ask some questions that were things that he that he and I had not discussed prior to the interview during the pre-interview. You know, I learned that he helped to establish not one but two AFL teams in Israel. That uh, you know that Nick Nat had had been part of this at the at the outset in helping to train some of these young people in Australia or not I'm not in Australia but in Israel when they were just beginning in this game. It was a great article that I linked to in the show, in the show notes for that episode. Um, you know I I mentioned that I you know I talked to uh, to Danny Marshall. I talked to Cameron Richardson who used to be in the Bulldogs front office. Uh, one of the other great interviews that I did was with uh, Rick Shabani that I mentioned uh, just a little bit ago. And I, and I talked to Rick online quite a bit. And what was really fun about that interview is that Rick is somebody who's from the United States. And he spent a year in Australia. And he works in the TV and movie industry. He spent a year in Australia working over there. But also playing with, I believe, Caroline Springs, if I'm not mistaken. And I reached out to the club there. And if you haven't heard this interview, it's a lot of fun because I reached out to his team members, his teammates that he played with the previous year and asked them if they would write some questions that would be some fun questions to to ask him. Now, these were not ones that were condescending. They were not things that are going to be, you know, embarrassing to him or to get him in trouble or anything like that. They're just fun questions to, you know, to ask that he may not have been expecting. And I had told him up front that, you know, if there's one you don't want to answer, by all means, don't answer it. You know, so I really enjoyed that one. That was, to me, that was a, a very fun 
discussion to start to learn a little bit about the local game, which I really want to learn more about. I'm, I'm trying to make some connections on LinkedIn uh, with some people to try to expand my horizons there. I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing that today. You might have heard the notification bell ring a little bit ago. But it has been very interesting. And the discussions that I had last month after the trade period was done were fascinating as well. It was wonderful to talk with over a dozen supporters of different clubs to just get the take on what they thought about how their club did in the trade period. And the viewpoints were fascinating. And many of these people have stories about how they're involved with the game that I want to reach back out and talk to them in the future. There's uh, one gentleman who has worked as an umpire that I'm hoping to speak with again in the, uh, in the not-too-distant future as well. But I wanted to jump into a couple stories that have transpired over the last couple weeks that I, I, you know, they've been talked about. They, you know, they happened before Christmas time, so they, they might be a little bit dated, but I, I just thought they were worth mentioning because they were, one of them surprised me. I wasn't expecting it, but the more I think about it, maybe it's not all that surprising. And that was, uh, that was the, uh, the announcement that Eddie McGuire is going to be stepping down as the uh, president of the Collingwood Football Club. Now, I didn't realize he's actually a year younger than I am. And, uh, you know, he's he's aged fairly well. I thought he might have been a little older than I am. But he's, you know, he's, uh, he's a year younger than I am. And he's been there for 23 years. And he, well, it will have been 23 years at the end of this, uh, this 2021 season. And, you know, I, I think he's in many ways kind of a scapegoat for what's happening here with Collingwood over the last several months. Now, I know that... Uh, I know that I don't know everything about the game. And those of you who are listening know significantly more about footy than I, than I know currently, but hope to know sometime in the not-too-distant future. I hope to learn a little bit more. So as I was saying, I'm hoping to garner more knowledge and understanding of the behind-the-scenes activities that go on within the different clubs, but those of you who have been fans and supporters for your lifetime know much more about that than I do. And as a supporter of another club, and as somebody who's looking at this from the outside in, I have found it fascinating, quite frankly, from the the outset of my becoming a fan of the game, a supporter of the game, that Mr. McGuire was as involved in the national coverage of the game as he happened to be. I don't know of any parallels that could be drawn in sports here in the United States as far as that that sort of thing goes. Now, I know that there are instances where in the NFL and in the NBA and in Major League Baseball, and I'm sure in hockey, I don't watch hockey, I don't watch much basketball either, and I'm watching a lot less baseball now that I've fallen in love with footy. But during periods of time when there are the playoffs, the finals, if you will, if a team has been knocked out of the finals or they're not playing in the finals, that sometimes the broadcasting networks, ESPN, possibly Fox Sports, whichever network is covering the games, might have a current player 
come on as a guest commentator to talk about uh, what they think is going to happen in an upcoming game. But to have somebody who's the president of a club be one of the main commentators and one of the main people actually announcing the games for what it seems to be years is something I don't recall ever seeing here in the States before. Now, you know, I, I know that there's, you know, there has been maybe a little bit of that Collingwood bias, but I, I, and I maybe haven't picked up on that as much as those of you who are maybe followers of the game and followers of other clubs, clubs besides the pies. So in my mind, I think that, that, in many ways, as an announcer, Eddie did a halfway decent job of divesting himself and taking off the Collingwood president hat before he put on the announcer hat. Now, of course, in the media, when he was, you know, he was being interviewed and talked about uh, things from the vantage point of the Collingwood president, of course, that hat went back on. And some people were maybe a little bit more critical of of his comments as the uh, the president of the club, and maybe weren't able to distinguish between those those two things. And, and and I think you know, quite frankly, you know, looking at what has gone on this year, I'm wondering has he become a scapegoat? And you know, I I would have to go back and do some research to see how long the the typical tenure of a of a club president ends up being i have to think that 23 years is a significant amount of time uh, and you'll have to let me know on social media is that is that a long time you know for example you know the the, the hawthorne club president or the the richmond president and if i remember correctly the the, the gentleman that predicted a decade ago that richmond was going to win three premierships I believe that's the the club president, which fascinating prediction. I mean, I, I you have to you know you have to give him a big thumbs up because he got that spot on correct. Yeah, you know, how long have those folks been in those positions? You know, the the president of the of the Cats or you know the St Kilda Club or the or the D's. You know, how long have they been in those positions? You know, so maybe the twenty three years is is maybe it's time for some new blood. You know, we talk about that in politics here in the United States. You know, we have people who have been in government who are elected officials that have been there for decades. You know, and I, and I teach government, and I and this is not a government podcast, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from that. Other than to say, you know, I discuss that with my students in class that you know don't think that those are the only people that have ideas. You know, that other people are allowed to hold those positions. Those are elected positions, and people can be voted out of office if if their constituents feel that it should happen. Again, I'm not going left or right here. I'm not saying anything about any party or any candidate or anything of that nature because that's not the purpose of why I'm here. But I, you know, I was just wondering what the whole thing with Collingwood, with them having to shed salary this year, and you know, shipping out Jaden Stevenson and Adam Trelore, uh in order to to get back within the constraints of the salary cap. Is that the responsibility of the club president or is that the responsibility or the role of Ned Guy and Derek Hine for structuring contracts and for doing list management? 
you know, maybe I'm misinterpreting what the, 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 the role of the club president is, but it seems to me like that, you know, if, if Eddie was doing a good job and these contract situations didn't arise, maybe he would still be doing that job going into 2022. So I'm wondering, is he a scapegoat? Do you think he's kind of the fall guy or that he's, you know, he's facing the axe for the actions of somebody else? Now, I guess I need to also understand, you know, that, you know, when Ned Guy and Derek Hine were put into those positions, was it ultimately the decision to put, you know, to put them in those positions? Was that something that was decided upon by Eddie McGuire alone? Or is there a, you know, a board, part of the, you know, the Collingwood leadership that made the decision to put those people in place? And again, this is, you know, this is the education of, of Craig Wessels here, because I'm, I'm unaware of how that necessarily works in terms of who decides who becomes the list manager and who becomes the recruitment manager and that type of thing within the club. I don't know if that's just one person's decision or if that's a decision of a multiple group, multiple number of people. So would love to hear back from you on that. And, you know, the second thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the release of the fixture. And, you know, we've got the 2021 fixture out, sort of. We know in theory who is playing whom in each of the the uh, the rounds, okay? But what we don't know after round six are dates and times. And again, I'm yeah, I am not the target audience here. So the you know the conversations of you know when games should be played, should there be a you know a daytime grand final or a nighttime grand final, you know, they're not they're not making those decisions for myself. I kind of liked the nighttime grand final this year because it was, uh, it was earlier in the evening for me. It was, I think it came on at, uh, roughly one o'clock in the morning as opposed to three o'clock in the morning or whatever it happened to be. It was, it was a little bit different time. So that, that, that kind of worked out well for me, but I'm not the target audience. But what we don't know is, you know, is, is who's playing when. And, and I'm wondering as, as supporters, and, and first of all, let's get back to round one here. First off, you know, the AFL realized what an opportunity they had. So, of course, you've got, you know, the, the Pies and the Bulldogs facing off in round one. So it's an opportunity for Adam Trelore to face his old club right at the outset to get round one out of the way and play it against the club that he left last month. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes. I, you know, I hope, and I think I know what will happen here. I, I hope that Pi's supporters will cheer for him because it sounds like for everything that I had read, he was not somebody who wanted to necessarily leave the club. He wanted to honor his contract and it just turned out that it wasn't going to be able to work that way. So it was, uh, it was sad to see him go, you know, as somebody who likes Adam Trelaw as a player. And from what I've heard from him in interviews, thinks he's a terrific human being and looks like he's going to be a great dad. You know, see photographs and such. He looks like a, you know, he's having a wonderful fatherhood. So, you know, thrilled for him, but it's going to be a very awkward round one. And, you know, I'm wondering for those of you, you know, since COVID may be, 
completely eradicated in Australia by the time the season gets into high gear and the borders open up and people are allowed to travel interstate freely to go to comps, to go or to, to go to see games in, in other cities. How is this going to work for you as far as scheduling trips and flights and hotels and that sort of thing? Are you a little upset about the fact that they haven't just at least penciled in the times to say, okay, we're looking at this, you know, because maybe if you're, you know, if you're somebody who's in Melbourne and you plan on going and watching your club play in Perth, maybe you're going to go watch them play Fremantle, you're going to go watch them play the Eagles, and you wanted to, you know, go visit family for a day or two in Perth, and you're going to go follow your club out there. Couldn't they have at least said, oh, well, that, that game's going to be played on uh, May the 17th, and I don't know what day May 17th happens to be. Um couldn't they pencil it in to allow you to schedule a flight, to schedule a hotel room, that sort of thing? Because now this is going to be a lot of last-minute scheduling for people, or somewhat last-minute, as far as you know, getting hotel rooms and travel and that type of thing out of the way. So to me, as far as the fans, it's going to be a bit of an inconvenience if you're somebody who's traveling interstate. So I was wondering what you thought about that. I, I just was... Uh, For those of you who do travel with your your club to go watch them play, you know, if you're, you know, a Victorian club, if you go watch them play in South Australia or West Australia, or maybe you're going to, you know, travel to Tasmania to watch your club play this year, it just, you know, it, it concerns me that they haven't nailed that down for, for you as a fan, as a supporter. And, you know, maybe they've, maybe they're throwing as much caution to the wind as possible after what happened last year. Certainly they, they, they fought through a difficult season. They got, you know, the the games pretty much played the way we wanted. You know, there were five fewer games for each club, but the, the fact that they were able to get the games in and, and have a premiership was terrific. But those of you who are thinking about traveling, are you worried about this? Are you going to try, you know, because who knows, are, are you even going to be able to travel in rounds one through six? Will the borders be open? Will you be allowed to travel from from uh, Melbourne to Sydney or from Sydney to Melbourne or to the Gold Coast or wherever games are being played? I worry about that for you. I'm concerned about that for you. Again, I'll still be able to just sit down and watch it on my television at, at my leisure, but those of you who plan on watching the games in person, that worries me a little bit. Now, one other thing I wanted to mention is I... Uh, as I wrap this up and I, and again, I'm thrilled that you're listening. You know, I discovered another podcast that, uh, that I've been listening to a few episodes here, uh, in, uh, the last couple of months, I've been listening to some here and there on this podcast and it's one called forgotten Australia. And if, if you're not listening to it, it's actually rather interesting. And I, I love history. I, I love learning about, things that go on in Australia because I've become a fan of this game. And, uh, but it was a story. It's a story. It's an ongoing one because they still have subsequent episodes that are coming out. But one of the most recent episodes or a couple of episodes that come out recently, and this is going to be, if you are over the age of say 45 or 50, you probably are going to remember this. But if you're younger, you might have to ask your parents. But back in, I believe 1980, I think is when this was happening there was a series of 
bomb threats that were going on with the Woolworths stores in the Sydney area. And just following that story and what's going on there and the threats against that company have been rather fascinating. So if, if you're a history buff and maybe you haven't heard this story before, I strongly encourage checking out the Forgotten Australia podcast because it has uh, has some really neat stories in there. And uh, some of them are crime-related. This one's crime-related, but some of them are like, you know, murder mystery type things. But this has been a really interesting story uh, to follow. And there, like I said, there are three episodes into it right now. There are two that were about the bombing specifically with at least one more to come. And then there was an interview with a police officer who was on site when the bombing was happening back in, I believe, 1980. Uh, they did about a 20-minute interview with that gentleman. So fascinating stuff. If you're, if you're interested in, uh, in uh, history at all, um, maybe you've heard that story. Maybe you haven't. Now, again, I want to thank all of you for uh, – oh, I, I want to get back to the schedule one, one moment here before I, uh, before I wrap up here. And I meant to mention this before, but I was going through the lists of uh, – the clubs that are doubling up with different teams in terms of who they're playing twice. And it looks like from what I've been able to gather that, that Brisbane, St. Kilda, Geelong and Richmond are all kind of intertwined and, and Port is in there as well. Because again, they were pe- clubs that finished up towards the top of the ladder. Um, that they're all doubling up with one another, playing each other twice this year. But, you know, on paper, when you look at what, uh, St. Kilda is doing this year. It's it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a tough schedule for St. Kilda this year because they've got you know two games with Geelong, they've got two games with Port Adelaide, they've got two games with West Coast, and they've got two games with the Premiers with the Tigers. That's almost a third of their schedule right there, folks, and that's gonna that's a really really difficult schedule for St. Kilda. So, you know, it's, this is going to be a, uh, a season where St. Kilda is going to learn a lot about themselves and uh, they're going to have to work to maintain the spot they had on the ladder this past year. Will they be able to do it? Yeah, I think they will. Cause they played very well last year and I think they're going to only get better. So I, I ran across that and I thought, you know, it's uh it was, it was just a really, interesting look at that you know the cats are, are in a similar situation because they've got uh you know they've got st kilda they've got uh brisbane as well as richmond twice they don't have port twice they've got uh the d's and then they've got uh north twice as well this year so they're i believe they're actually going to play in tasmania this year i think geelong is going to be in tasmania for a game this year so and from what i've gathered it's the first time they've been down there in a number of years and somebody said the last time they were there, they lost. So knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen this year. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, before I wrap up this episode, I I, I truly cannot thank you enough for tuning in over this past year. Those of you who are listening, I really honestly appreciate it. It's been an absolute joy putting this together. And uh, talking with many of you, you know, I've I've made what I'd like to consider a number of friends online who I engage with, people who I trade messages with um, constantly. I have I have one gentleman that I, I know that I'm going to be doing an interview with here very soon. 
uh, fascinating gentleman um, that lives up in uh, Queensland. And uh, he and I spoke last week, and we're, we're trying to set up a time. Just, just a really, really interesting gentleman. Um, he is a cat supporter, so I'm sure we'll be talking about the cats a little bit, but he has so many different interests and things that uh that that we talk about so i'm 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 looking forward to bringing that interview to you we haven't recorded it yet but uh he has agreed to come on now if you're somebody who uh you know would be interested in coming on as a guest or you know somebody who would be a great guest by by all means shoot me a note send me a message okay i would love to to set up something to uh to talk with you okay i'm you know i'm going to be looking at uh doing some things about uh ladder predictions uh for the different clubs as we go forward uh this year so i'm going to certainly want to talk to to supporters of, of different clubs to see where they see their their club finishing on the uh the ladder this year as we get closer to the season beginning um but by all means you know reach out on twitter at yank underscore on or shoot me an email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com or the Yank on the Footy on Instagram or on Facebook and 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 let me know, okay, because I'd love to hear from you. One other thing before I uh, wrap this up and I get into my, my closing here, and I no, I know I haven't mentioned this as of yet, but I'm, I, I'm thrilled, you know, I said about a month ago, six weeks ago, that one of my goals was to get to 10,000 downloads by today, the 29th. Well... I didn't reach that goal, unfortunately. Oh, who am I kidding? I exceeded it. I got over 10,000 downloads about three weeks ago. And ladies and gentlemen, I cannot thank you enough for, for tuning in. And I do ask that you share a link to the podcast on your social media. Go back and look in the catalog. You know, Find that interview that you really enjoyed. And share it with uh, your friends and say, hey, check this one out. You might, you might like this guy. You might enjoy his take on the game. And, and the fact that, you know, we've got somebody who is, you know, interested in this game that we love, who's looking at it from a slightly different vantage point. Kind of like all those photographs that you, you see when people go visit uh, Italy and they're standing, you know, near the Leaning Tower. And they're like they're holding it up and then somebody takes a picture from just a slightly different angle and they all look a little silly. Now. Hopefully I'm not looking silly here, but you get my point here. I, you know, I ha- I'm coming at this from a slightly different angle, and I would love to, you know, broaden the audience as much as I possibly can. Okay. Now again, ladies and gents, you know, if you're interested, the uh, link to the store page on Redbubble is in the show notes. You can also, if you go to the Redbubble webpage, you can just, you know, type in a yank on the footy, and it'll take you right to it. Um, hopefully you'll consider supporting the podcast. You know, I. Uh, if I am able to put together a significant number of, of interviews, maybe I'll look at doing a uh, like a Patreon page, that sort of thing, where there might be some interviews that aren't necessarily available on the regular podcast. I don't have that set up as of yet. I'm not looking at doing that sort of thing necessarily, but I, I just, yeah, I'm looking at trying to, increase the effectiveness of, of the podcast, make it sound better uh, as we go forward here. So 
you know, it, you sharing the podcast with your friends and family can certainly help. Um, yeah, I'm also looking into trying to figure out a way to bring some advertisers onto the podcast. And again, I'm not a big show. I don't have a lot of listeners. But, and again, the one of the big issues I have is that, and this is a real plus, is that over 60% of the people that are listening are in Australia. So my only problem is, is that I don't know a, enough about businesses in Australia to reach out and say, hey, here's the audience that I have. And, you know, here's where most of the people are listening. And most of them are listening in Victoria. You know, would you be interested in, you know, in, you know, a little small advertisement during the course of a, a podcast, that type of thing. So if you know somebody that would be interested in doing that, trust me, I'm not trying to get rich doing this. I'm not trying to, you know, extract significant amounts of money from anybody. Like I said, I'm just trying to help finance the podcast, keep it afloat, that sort of thing as we go forward. Um, but again, I did reach the 10,000 downloads, like I said, about three weeks ago. This has been a fantastic journey getting to this point. I'm closing in on 10,500 as of right now. December's turned out to be a much better month in terms of downloads than I thought it would be. And I cannot do much more than thank all of you for listening. Okay. I truly appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying it. I know this, this episode has been me rambling a little bit. I've kind of worked, I've had a little bit less of a script. I had a couple things that I wanted to address and this has been more of an extemporaneous, you know, off the, the cuff kind of a discussion. I'm not real comfortable doing that necessarily, but I hope you get the the gist or you know, of what I'm trying to say to you. Cause like I said, I truly appreciate all of you who have checked out the podcast over the last, the last year and looking forward to keeping it going into the future. Again, thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen, and please, you know, share a link with your friends and family. Now, don't forget if you want to get on the mailing list so that you get each episode uh, sent direct to you, there's a short form in the show notes. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, you know, if you got an idea for a show, by all means, reach out, send me a DM, reach out to me on uh, Instagram, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm on there, Craig Wessels, if you happen to be on there. Uh, remember, you can find all of the episodes for the podcast at a yankonthefooty.podbean.com. You can also find it on your favorite podcast provider. So if you're using uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts or whichever one you're using, you'll find it there. Okay. Now. Now that you've taken a listen to an episode, I would love for you to give me a review on Apple Podcasts. It lets me know what I'm doing well, what I need to work on. Yeah, I know this episode I need to ramble, not quite so much, but it's the anniversary show. And like I said, I've, uh, I kind of went a little off script today, so I apologize for that. But I would love for you to, to share an interview or share a review, I should say, and, uh, Remember, you can reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com at a yank underscore on on Twitter and also on Facebook and on Instagram. The podcast is also on YouTube if you search for my name, Craig Wessels. Now, as I'd mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I switched up the music and I wanted to make sure that I, I thanked again uh, Joseph McDade. I've been using uh, a couple pieces of his music 
for the last year. Uh, Backplate and Elevation, you can find his music at josephmcdade.com slash music. He's also on Spotify. I appreciate, you know, him allowing me to use the work. Uh, who knows, I may be going back to it if you hate the introduction and the, uh, out, the out music as well. If you're not a big fan of it, I may go back to it here. Now, before I go, ladies and gentlemen, while I'm excited about having reached the first anniversary point and uh, the 10,000 downloads, this has been a bit of a somber week here with everything that has gone on in the world over the last year. Please do not hesitate to reach out to your friends. I know that, you know, in Australia, for much of the last several months, you've been on a much more restrictive lockdown than we have been here in the States. And you can argue whether it's been positive, whether it's been negative for what's going on here in the States. Not going to dig into that. But reach out to your friends and family. Talk to them. Make sure that you know that they're loved, that they are cared for, that they are important. Keep them in mind. Like I said, don't hesitate to reach out to them. In fact, please reach out to them. Talk to them. Get on Zoom if you can't if you can't get out to see them in person. Get on to you know a Facebook call or Skype or something. Make sure that your friends know that you're concerned for them, that you care about them, and make sure that that you know that you care are caring about yourself as well. But look out for each other, okay? Love each other. Don't be afraid to tell your friends that. They need to hear it. You need to hear yourself saying it. I love the fact that all of you are listening. Now, I don't know many of you in person. A few of you I've spoken to in person, and I truly appreciate you tuning in. Now, there are phone numbers that I have in the show notes, that I have in every episode show notes. They are there. They're going to stay there. If you find yourself in a position where you need help, if you're in Australia, if you are in the United States, there are phone numbers there. There are websites there in my show notes. Check them out. Make that phone call. Send that email. Reach out to a friend. Okay? Please do it. Please do it because the world cares about you. The world needs you. Your friends and family need you. Okay? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. Because while we're fans of our teams, deep down, we're fans of a game that we all love, and that's the game of footy. And again, thank you so very much for joining me on this first year of this journey and please share a link to the podcast with your friends and family and ladies and gentlemen may your dribble kick never ever hit the post i'll catch you later
Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 68, the first anniversary show of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. You can also find the podcast on YouTube. Just search out my name, Craig Wessels. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening, and please share a link with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>